Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We're so glad you're here today. Kessie and I are here, but we also have one of our amazing staff, Marion, that is here with us. Welcome, Marion. Thank you. Excited to be here. Marion's been with us for, uh, oh, I'm going to say four or five months. About that, Marion? Yeah. Um, But we first met sitting next to each other at a dinner of a mutual friend Mm -hmm. probably two years ago. Yeah. Why don't you share with our audience the story of Marion? story of Marion. Well, I grew up in inner city Melbourne, so in Hawthorne. So at the time I didn't think of it as inner city Melbourne, but the older I've got, I've realised it's pretty inner city Melbourne. Um, I'm the oldest of five kids, so same like you two. Um, And so I've got two younger brothers and two younger sisters. Um, The youngest one is um, just over 12 years younger than me so we span across a good chunk of time so yeah my dad was a pastor mum stay at home mum for 18 years I want to say or something like that um and yeah it was hard work and awesome at the same time if that makes sense I definitely um helped out um as as the oldest sibling a lot and that was so good and I see how much that has set me up now but definitely as a child I was frustrated <laughs> with the amount that I had to help as an older sibling. Mm-hmm. I think you probably... older siblings we see you. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah you're kind of like breaking the ground all the time like you're yeah. the one that has to you know be the first one to go to the movies on your own and um, be the At first one 21. to because your parents never <laughs> let you do anything when you're the eldest. <laughs> I think I was more like 16, but it was oh, still. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, and but I, then the, the younger one went when they're by themselves at six. Oh, and you're like, like what six, the? <laughs> six months after I'd been the one to go to the movies first on my own, my yes. sister, who was, much, you know, almost three years younger than me, yes. then she could go to the movies on her own. Not fair. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I got married in 2007 um, to my lovely husband, Luke, and many years later we had two children. So I've got a seven-year-old and a six-year-old. They're 15 and a half months apart, so we and Eli. Um, we live now in Docklands in Melbourne CBD, so even more city. Um, and there's a whole story about why we decided to live in an apartment, but it's not a large one. It's a one-bedroom plus study and... Um, 
we purchased it almost 10 years ago now. Let's talk about tiny living in the city. Yeah. So my husband and I, um, when we first got married, lived in Kew. And then we moved into service departments in the city. I was um, both on-site manager and overseeing reception of an apartment block in South Bank. And as part of that, I got to live on site. So I was on call from 11pm to 7am and I worked from 7am till 3pm. Um, but we got the apartment. So this was a great opportunity for us to save um, and put money into other things other than rent. Um, and so we got a bit of an idea of what it was like to live in the city. So when that job changed, we moved to Paran and lived in a home there. And um, we had another guy, really good friend, Paolo, living with us as well. Um, we lived there for a couple of years and the owners decided to sell. So we'd already at that point started being looking around at ideas of somewhere else to live um, and had looked at purchasing. We'd gone to a few auctions, put in some bids and nothing had ever felt quite right. And you know, when you drop out and then all of the real estate agents are like, what are you doing? And we're like, yeah, no, it just, it's not right. Um, we ended up going to Japan for a week as um, we tacked it on the end of a trip we did to Indonesia with our church. And while we were there, we just did a lot of walking around Tokyo, didn't actually leave Tokyo, decided to get a really good handle on Tokyo over that week and walked everywhere, spent a lot of time going lots of places. We did do a few train trips a bit further out, but just enjoying the city and understanding the culture and, you know, ordering noodles and those little things where you press the buttons and then a little receipt comes out and you walk in the door and they've already got it ready for you. Like the efficiency is second to none. They put apologies on the TV at news at night when a train's been 18 seconds late because it hit a deer. Um, just completely different culture and so um, inspiring in such different ways than what we um, see here. And the evolution, I guess, of Japan is something so different to anything Western. And we just really enjoyed that. And while we were there, we recognised that they were so efficient with their space and they didn't waste a centimetre and they, their idea of a family home is so different to what we've grown up with. And we came back to Melbourne and thought about and we're just thinking about the whole idea of we really enjoyed living in the city and the zero commute was amazing. And when we have a family, we don't want to waste 40 minutes each way every day or an hour each way every day on a commute we'd actually like to spend as much time together as a family. Time is such a valuable asset. You can't get more of it. And space, well, you can go to a park, you can go to a library. There are other ways to find space, but to find time, that's a completely different thing. So we started looking for apartments in the city and we'd actually looked at this particular building before we'd moved to Paran and considered it, but didn't end up buying in this building. And we found an apartment and not only did it have um, a reasonable price that fit within our budget, but it had a big outdoor space, as many square metres outdoors as indoors. So we're on the podium level, oh, the wow. first one up to the car park. So we've got garden on three sides. We have a veggie patch. We grow our own lemons. We have two different types of passion fruits, so many strawberry plants, flowers as well. We really enjoy the space. Rhubarb, can't forget the rhubarb. 
and we saw the space, thought that would be good. That's just beyond our price range, but let's go chat. Came and saw it. Luke is the epitome of not getting emotionally involved in anything and real estate agents hate it. So, you know, when they're trying to get you emotionally involved so they can like pull on your heartstrings, it was like, yeah, it's all right. It'd do. And so we offered them 50K less than what they were asking and a two-week settlement because we could tell from the Section 32 the owners needed to sell and ended up negotiating 30 grand less than what they were asking and settled two weeks later. So we moved out of our place in Paran in time by the skin of our teeth, 24 hours to move from (laughs) one place to the next. And got here and I wish we had photos. I feel like we've got photos. I need to track them down. Literally had boxes from the floor to the ceiling and we had downsized so much and given away so much knowing we were moving to a smaller place and still literally, like I'm not even joking, the boxes went from the floor to the ceiling along an entire section of the lounge room. Um, And that's where I guess my downsizing, decluttering, minimising life really began so cool <laughs> I'm so like I'm sitting here so jelly <laughs> yeah I can tell you you've got your dreamy eyes on Kirst oh, I would love 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 to do that however other people in my <laughs> home <laughs> love their own space within their home <laughs> <laughs> I have too many introverts in my family <laughs> yeah it's um like we're in lockdown in Melbourne right now and we've yeah. just found out for sure that we're getting out-ish for the weekend. So we're, yeah, you step on each other's toes and you definitely have to learn how to adapt. Our kids mm. have known nothing different and one one of my son is quite a bit of an introvert and definitely needs his own space. But you make it work. Like we literally have three office spaces you know, one for my daughter to do school, one for my, our son to do school, and my husband has his little office nook, and then I run between the three of them, making sure they're all happy. Um, <laughs> like the super <laughs> And that's just how we did half of last year, and and we've made it work. So yeah. it's yeah, my son's an introvert. My husband and my son are both introverts. My daughter is an extrovert. Um, yeah. You just have to work hard at making sure that people have the space. But we so often, everybody's in the kitchen at the same time or everybody, like, it still happens. It doesn't matter what size home you live in, you still all congregate in the same space and end up like this in each (laughs) other's faces. Yeah. What's your favourite bit of living in an apartment? And you don't, it's not like you've got a three-bedroom townhouse. You really do have a one-bedroom study before Mm -hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Eli and Zoe have bunk beds in the bedroom and they have one side of the wardrobe each. And then Luke and I have the study, which fits a queen bed and I have to climb over to get in out and an open wardrobe that we've put on another wall. So it's small. What I love about it is doesn't take a long time to clean at all going from absolute chaos schooling from home to let me just sit down for 20 minutes before the podcast and have a cup of coffee is not even a big deal. Mm. I have 
um, a commute, if I walk, of 24 minutes to work. If I jump on a tram, 12. My husband's the same when he's at work, work. Um, and that's to my other job at Kiki K in the city. So I literally jump on a tram. It's free. Get to work. Come home. I'm home. I can't even finish a whole podcast in my to and from each day with oh, work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Kirsty, Kirsty can finish a podcast working, walking from the back of the house to the front of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but yeah. Yeah. Um, things I love about the space. I love watching kind of the space grow. We purchased this property, like I said, almost 10 years ago. And when we moved here, number one, people thought we were crazy. Number two, when we got pregnant, they're like, so you're moving out into a real house now. Um, and it wasn't necessarily straightforward. There was no library. There wasn't an easy Woolworths at the time or Coles. There was just zero infrastructure. The trams didn't even quite go where we needed them to go, but it's grown around us. And we purchased it knowing that and having watched the history of South Bank on the other side of Melbourne, having watched that be the place that everybody was like, why would you want to go there? Um, to being this kind of booming, booming, bustling, real estate goes through the roof, restaurants, nightclubs, the place to be. And we're like, Docklands is so close to a world like known mm. city, what do you call it? World class city. Um, it's going to become a great place to live. And watching the place grow around us has been so fun and fascinating. We've had construction outside our window for the whole 10 years. <laughs> but that's why you have um, really good soundproof windows and they work. Mm -hmm. The floor to ceiling windows, real light is amazing. Like it's so different to what you get in a normal house. I do miss hearing rain on my roof though. That yeah. won't ever happen. Can you hear the but rain on my roof right now? <laughs> no. that's, that's just for you. Oh, it's it's just eased a little bit. It's not pelting yeah. down. It, we hear it on the windows. So if the wind's blowing the right direction, you get it. I really enjoy our terrace, which is beautiful, and we can sit out there and enjoy the space, have friends over. We've had parties with over 50 people in our apartment. So it's what? not like, although it's small because we've got this outdoor area, you can literally... We can do with it what we need it and we make it work for us. And I think that's a big part of it. It's that choice to enjoy the space that you have and commit to something and not get frustrated with a season or the things that you've got around you, but actually go, you know what, we're going to make this work for us and we're going to enjoy every corner of it and we're going to see the positives in the things that we've got around us. I could easily, especially during lockdown, get frustrated with the space that we're in because I guess we purchased the place going, we'll go to the park all the time and we'll go to the library all the time and, you know, we can just jump on a tram and be at the NGV and or walk to the NGV, to be honest. But that's, oh, for people who don't live in Australia, NGV is National Gallery of Victoria. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can't just go to the NGV. We can't have, well, we can as a Friday. I don't know, actually. Will the NGV mm. be open again? Sure. I'm confused by the whole thing. I'm very confused. So the things that we always said, well, we can live in a small apartment because we have all of these other places to explore, really got taken away from us during that lockdown. Um, but it was that constant choice and whether you're in a lockdown or not, I'm going 
to enjoy the season I'm in. I'm going to enjoy the space I have and I'm going to make the most of it and be positive about it. And I feel like that makes a huge difference on the children as well. Um, neither of our kids feel like they're missing out on anything. We go to friends' houses where they've got sprawling backyards and they enjoy it. And then they come home and they enjoy our space too. And it's not, it's neither here nor there for them. Okay. So tell us about your minimalist journey then. Like how, so you moved in and you had a wall of boxes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess during that time, I couldn't quite pinpoint how or when or when things I really noticed or decided we decided but we obviously had already said we're moving from our home in Paran to and we had like two living areas there so we had the kind of lounge dining area informal space as well as a much nicer um, living area that had the tv in it um two bath, one and a half bathrooms. It was a weird place, Robert Warren with stuff that had been added on. We had a fair amount of space. So we already knew moving to our apartment in Docklands was going to be an adjustment and we were prepared for that. And like I said, we'd watched the way that in Japan people lived and had said there are things from this culture that we want to adapt. So we'd come from that perspective and I couldn't say exactly when it was, but I definitely discovered the minimalists and Courtney Carver and Joshua Becker and was reading their blogs. And I'm talking close to 10 years ago now. So it must be really early on in their journeys. At the time, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, they're so far ahead with all of this and they've been doing it for years. And now I'm like, oh, wow, I'm one of those people that have been doing it for years now. This is, yeah. but I guess as with everything, it's kind of that, you're constantly growing in something and feel like there's constantly some movement or you feel like there's more room to change and you can always get better at something. So I see myself and I wouldn't call myself a minimalist, but I have friends that do. So, you know, introduce, Oh, these are my friends, Marion and Luke, who I was telling you about, they're the minimalists. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I didn't. Wow. Yes. That, that is me, but I hadn't put that label on myself yet. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, I remember doing Project 333 like way back early and having my entire suitcase full of, um, this is way before kids, those vacuum suction bags. So yeah. I had all of the bags. I had all of the shorts in one thing and I had all of the T-shirts in another thing and all of the extra jeans in another thing and just having 33 items in my um wardrobe and like suctioning it all down and just to make it fit in there and I only have one pair of shorts now like it doesn't I don't even have another one that sits in storage I have a pair of blue jeans and a pair of black jeans and apart from leggings that I wear when I'm decluttering they're my two pairs of bottoms and I still look at my wardrobe and go oh I need to there's too many things here (laughs) and then I have a conversation like this and I'm like no Marion you probably couldn't get rid of another pair of jeans right now. <laughs> Unless you want to have to wear shorts on a 13-degree day in Melbourne because your blue jeans are dirty. Exactly. Keeping two I, pairs yeah. of pants is probably not excessive. Yeah, probably not excessive. So it was just a, a process, I guess. We stepped through it. Definitely got to this point where, like, everything needs to be multifunctional. So everything in our space needs to 
do more than one thing. You can't have a coffee table, you know, one of those beautiful glass coffee tables. Where do you store anything in that? Um, so a coffee table is a pallet coffee table that Luke made and it actually fits Ikea boxes in it. So you can fit four of the plastic boxes, toy box things, the skinny ones in it. So it stores things as well as being a coffee table and it's on wheels. So we have multifunctional items everywhere to make the space work. But yeah, it was just over time re-evaluating, listening. I guess we'd done that kind of values-based research and thought and decision-making before we'd even started minimising. Often you hear about people starting that minimising process and going, I'm minimising and then going, wait a second, why am I minimising and needing to backtrack and realise the goals and what their values are to be able to kind of marry the two together. Whereas we very much, Yeah. yeah, exactly. We very much to gone we want more time in our life we value the people in our life and we want space for that so we're going to get a small apartment and then had to go wait a second if we're going to have the small apartment so we don't have the commute and we have the time for people um what are we going to do with the staff what are we going to do with the staff so yeah it's just been that process over time I remember the kids were born and we worked really hard to not end up with too much stuff at the same process and as they've grown out of things just constantly going through their wardrobes doing the same with our own how long has it been since I've worn that jacket no doesn't need to be here anymore and also at the same time shifting those values and choosing to purchase items of better quality and value that are going to last longer with the kids majority of their wardrobes are from the op shop but I'll go to the op shop and flick through everything and find the better quality brand so I'm not just buying a Kmart thing but I might spend instead of two dollars on a pair of jeans I'll spend eight dollars on a pair of jeans and get Fred Bear or something and then I know they're going to last longer and if they're still good at the end of two kids wearing jeans so he wears all Eli's hand-me-downs then we pass them on to nephews and friends at church and playgroup and school and that sort of thing so that everything hopefully we're helping that process continue and encouraging other people to do the same thing through the way we do things we've also found a few along the way different um small melbourne brands and that sort of thing that are sustainable so we've the kids both wore this group called Mr Willow that were just across the way in Kensington and it was a mum and a mother-in-law sewing clothing together and they've worn a heap of that and now my nephews wear all of the hand-me-downs. So the whole idea of not just purchasing because I need something right now but thinking how can I use this finance wisely that it won't just look after our family but we can pass on that blessing hopefully as well. You're really thinking like cradle to grave in terms of the products you use in your family, aren't you? Yeah. Like, for example, my I was thinking about this the other day, the saucepans that are hanging in my kitchen, they, they were gifted to me or to us from friends for our wedding. And we have not bought any saucepans ever since. And I'm not, you know, they're not terrible we've looked after them well and they're good quality ones but if it's not dying they're not um teflon ones or anything so there's no reason to replace them and just realizing that 
there was a stage in my life where it would be like, I would like new things, so I'm going to get new ones. But I, my headspace and our headspace as a family these days has very much shifted from that. And it's what purpose would it serve to even change this? If there's no, if there's no reason to change something or purchase something, if it's not going to serve a proper purpose. Yeah, you're not a family of upgrades. No, no. And if we do, it's from like Gumtree or the op shop. We try very much to not add to what is already in the world. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So you've got a great story of um how you helped your kids declutter and organize yeah. their um on their homeschooling area, was it? Or yes. tell us, tell us the story it's, of Marianne what you did I, the other week. Yeah, Marion and I have been driving to Shepparton together on New Shepparton mm-hmm. um, on mm-hmm. Mondays for the last couple of weeks. So we've just had like four hours every Monday to chat. And Marion told yeah. me this story. I was like, we have to tell everybody about <laughs> this because it's the best. So go. So my kids have been asking a little bit, so what do you do? You go help people. And my daughter in prep and learning how to write, writes me these little letters. And she's like, mum loves to drink coffee, (laughs) help people. Hey, mum, when you go and help people, what does it look like? So I've been trying to think about, well, how can I help them understand what it looks like? And then we got, went into lockdown And since Zoe's birthday at the end of February, we've really not done a good look through their toys and resettled things. So there was a few things that really didn't have homes and it just kind of been living on the floor in their bedroom and I was over it. And we were going into lockdown and doing school from home. So I was like, well, we actually need to reassess this situation so that we can function. Um, So the Sunday before school started at home on the Monday, I put on my art of decluttering uniform and said goodbye to the family and walked out the door with my keys and everything. And then when pressed the buzzer and then Eli answered, it's like, hello. And I was like, hi, it's Marion from the art of decluttering. Can you let me up? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, what level do I come to? He's like level four and turn right. So he let me upstairs and I came up in the lift and walked in the door and for four hours they called me Marion and we <laughs> pretended like mm-hmm. I was the lady coming to help them declutter their room. So we didn't get to any of the wardrobes, which I kind of hoped that we might, but we did the important things. And by the end, of, I completely forgot to take before and after photos, which would have been brilliant. Yeah, went through all of their toys, every single one of them, reassessed how the books were being stored, went through the books, went through all of their drawing stuff, got rid of 
things that were broken and there was a few things that were kind of broken that Zoe was quite connected to, but she did really well and said goodbye to some stuff that she was connected to but was broken or not great quality and was able to make those conscious decisions about, no, I've got some really good soft toys that I love and these ones aren't great. So although I love my unicorn butterfly thing with a peacock feather tail, I probably don't need it. (laughs) Um, So I was really proud of her and it was really fun to watch. And not only did we manage to declutter that space um, and give them space so that when they're doing their school from home, it works having those three different spaces for everybody to have their space. Um, but they've learned a bit more about what it looks like when I go off to work as well, which I think they've come to the Kiki Case store where I work part-time and they've seen that space and they know the other people that work there with me and know what that looks like. But they obviously hadn't come with me to a client's home. So it was really good to be able to give them that experience and for them to understand what that looks like as well. When mum goes to help people, this is what it looks like. So it was fun. I just loved it. And what I was saying to you, Marion, at the time is other people can do this. You don't have to have an official, you don't have to be employed by us. What you could do is chuck on a black T-shirt, get a sticker, stick it on your top and write the art of decluttering and your name on it and like do exactly that like role play with your kids yeah and say hey I'm gonna be your declutter coach for the day you know and you might say hey after two hours we always have a bit of a break so you can have something to eat and like you've got something special for them to eat and Mm -hmm. ask them lots of questions like I just think it's a tool that other listeners might be able to use as well because it was so creative and it's so it's really interesting because when I try and declutter with the kids it kind of is an ongoing process and micro declutters and having a little look through things is something that will happen fairly regularly in our home anyway. I'll be like, Zoe, where are you at with all these undies? Let's have a look or whatever. Um, What's not fitting you right now? Okay, those jeans can go. But we, me not being mum in that situation and pretending that I was someone else meant that when I was saying to her, let's have a look at that, that's looking a little bit broken I feel like you're quite connected to this, but is it really helpful? Mm. She wasn't hearing it from mum. It was different because we had kind of set that role play in motion and I was able to delve deeper and be a little bit more pointed in my questions because she was calling me Marion in that time and not mum. So you were disconnected. Like she felt you were disconnected from mum and that ulterior motive that we can have as mums you came in with fresh eyes and you were marrying for the Mm -hmm. day from the Mm -hmm. art of decluttering Mm -hmm. that has no judgment and only comes to the door with love and curiosity yeah and you bring expertise in that moment like to the kids it was like oh like this is what mummy gets paid to do. Like this is, yeah. mummy's the expert in this or Marion yeah. is the expert. Marion's yeah. the expert. <laughs> Mum's the one that tells us to tidy up our rooms, but Marion, yeah. oh, she knows what she's doing. <laughs> it's quite interesting. And I was even saying things to my husband, okay, so how do you usually do this? And what? how do you see this, Dad? Engaging <laughs> <And, laughs> the whole family. Looks oh, like yeah. as long as you don't do this with me, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> it would not cope. <laughs> so, 
So tell us, tell the listener how you came to be working for the Art of Decluttering. Mm. Um, so I have a really great friend. Her name's Joan and I've known her. When Luke and I were married, they were overseas on their honeymoon and we met a few months after they came home. So they did a massive overseas trip. So they were a few months ahead of us in terms of having been married a bit before us and we connected as kind of two young couples that had just got married. We've been friends for years. They had kids quite a bit before us and I remember cooking lasagna and, and taking and it around. after you. And, and after me. Oh, going. my goodness. <laughs> They've got six children and I've got two. But two of their kids <laughs> and, two, and my two kids are similar ages. So we still connect with them consistently. And Joan is the mutual friend whose birthday party we were at. Yep. And randomly she just got in contact with me one Sunday and was like, hey, can I give you a call? And I was like, oh, no, has something, like, awful happened? Because <laughs> usually, <laughs> usually we just have massive text conversations and occasionally we do, being busy mums, go, we haven't caught up properly in ages. Let's have a phone call at 8 p.m. on Wednesday and chat so that we can actually have a proper catch-up or we've actually sat in the car for two hours straight and chatted on other occasions because it's the best way to be like, oh, I have to go out right now. It's literally sitting in the car and chatting with a friend. Um, but we've made it happen over the years. So she called me and I was actually in the middle of Ikea when she called. It's a long that, story. That, that, that's you know how you get stuck in, in Ikea? No, I oh. don't know how you get stuck in Ikea. <laughs> I've never been stuck in Ikea. I've always chosen to be there. <laughs> I chose to be there, but you know how I don't even know. I can't uh, even remember what we were. A labyrinth buying. of joy. Yes. So she called and was like, hey, I had this random thought. My friend Amy does this declutter business I've told you about because you've been to her house and helped them declutter before they moved. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Correct. So she was like, Amy does this stuff and you and your home, and I just feel like there's a match here and I think I should connect you too so you can talk and stuff. And it had literally been three or four days earlier that I was on leave. I used to work full-time at Kiki K and I was on leave and I was doing dishes and I looked across at Luke and said, I just don't feel like I can go back to full-time work. I just don't think that it's quite right for me. There's just something about this time and this season without kids, I need to be around more than I am. And I think that it's important. I guess it's one of those values decisions. It comes yeah. back to that those decisions we made back on our trip in Japan and we'd made that decision to value time and where the kids are at with school and everything, the time I was putting into Kiki K is very valuable and I just was feeling in that moment that it was time to give that to the kids. I needed to make some adjustments so that I could be around a little bit more and have play dates and that sort of thing because when you're working until 5.36 most days, you can't actually do those things for the kids. Um, they're not going to be this age again. I'm not going to be able to make up for lost time, so I need to make the time now. So Amy and I chatted a few times and then we chatted with Kirsty and it all it happened. It was a no-brainer from our end. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, come, come be on our team. <laughs> so, and yeah. Tell it's us history. what it has actually been like being on yeah. our team. Yeah, it's been like. <laughs> I want to know what has been the most surprising thing mm. in being a professional organiser and what's the bit that you love the most? I am so, so inspired by our clients. 
so inspired. Every single client that I've worked with inspire me incredibly. And I, I know that some of the listeners and clients who listen to this will hear me say this and be like, how can you, mum of two, living in a tiny apartment, feel inspired by me when my house is massive and out of control and I have all this space but I'm not using it? I'm so inspired because I know how tough it was for me going from our home in Paran and choosing to move here and we didn't have kids and I didn't have a whole heap of other things that were distracting me it was just my husband and I and we could take all of this time to organize things and it's been a super slow process as well like we're talking over years of shifting and making changes and when I walk into a client's home and in see what they achieve in a four-hour period I'm so incredibly inspired by their willingness and their wanting and their finding a way in spite of them at the beginning often apologizing and apologizing and apologizing over and over I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry like you don't need to be sorry and I'm not even talking about one particular client. So if any clients are like, you're yeah. talking about me when you say I'm not, everybody says that. <laughs> they apologise, especially in that first session. And then you watch them go from that place of clearly feeling small and, and personally uninspired and overwhelmed and they choose to make those tough decisions and choose to make the most of this season and choose to make the most of the time that I'm there with them and seeing that freedom and seeing that shift that happens and it's a four-hour window and I know for myself I it took me months often if not years to be able to move from one place to the next that I see blossom in a four-hour period and that is just incredible and so that's what kind of I guess surprised me like I knew that I was going to enjoy the process of helping people and having worked at kiki k that's something that i get to do every day there as well we're very much encouraged in that business to inspire people and to help them find solutions there's so many parallels in the way that the businesses Mm -hmm. work but being able to watch that transformation in a four-hour period and see those difficult decisions turn into this incredibly beautiful free person standing in front of me is just so inspiring and so I come home and I want to do more in my own home to be able to replicate what I am seeing in the clients and that I guess that I didn't expect to to be so inspired by the clients. I love that. Marion, one of the things, Kirsten and I had a meeting with our business coach this morning and we were talking so much about our team and how we love our team and that we know that everyone in our team takes out the art of decluttering spirit, for lack of a better word, that um, mission and that ethos and those values out to our clients. And it is like, I can't even put into words how much of a joy it is to hear that reflected back to it aligning with your values and bringing you inspiration as well as it inspiring our clients because we just get amazing feedback when you're out with people and um like it's just such a joy as a business owner and so thank you as well and Kirsty's like gonna cry (laughs) what has been the most challenging aspect Mm -hmm. of our of working for the art of decluttering other than working for us (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness you are not tough to work for at all (laughs) (laughs) um mm, yeah I think I think for me the 
biggest part is I walk into a client's home and like I said, I've become so inspired by so many of our clients with so much to overcome and just watching that incredible freedom. I find it really tough when sometimes I walk into a client's home and I want to help them experience that, but they haven't got that hard work or that values foundation in place just yet. And so I know that they want to get to that place. And I want to help get them to that place. Yet we're both talking at different levels at that point and we can't quite connect in that place of finding that space of freedom. And mm. that often what I find though is when when a, a session will start like that or the first time that I connect with someone, first time I've walked in with a client, sometimes they'll be in that place and then in that last 40 minutes all of a sudden something shifts and it's like, click that light just went on they're like wait a second I can grow in this and I can see that positivity so that is again something really worthwhile is even in those moments where I feel like we're not quite connecting because there's that values work and those underlying um, moments or decisions that are not straightforward and not easy and those those are the things that I know for myself it took months to get to that place where you're like do I really need seven pairs of shorts I love them all and getting to that place of going I don't want to keep storing them up there and I've gone through two summers worth of pulling out shorts and I haven't pulled those shorts out and yes I bought them on that trip in Japan and I really like those shorts and they have really good memories but at the same time there are other ways that I can remember that trip to Japan that was like my first I remember that pair of shorts just now first time I ever walked into Uniqlo and I love Uniqlo it's like Japan's target but it's like your Ikea yeah (laughs) so good um so good for all of the basics those shorts I loved, I don't need to keep them. And having and helping our clients get from that place of feeling really precious about those things because I know and I remember being there and wanting to help them get to that place of freedom and struggling to find the words and struggling to find the right, right questions to ask them, help them get to that place. That's probably the most challenging things is, is taking that moment to pause and go, how can I best help this person right now? Because I don't want to leave this session without them having some aha moments and finding the best way to find those aha moments. But it's so, so worthwhile when you do. And we talk about that in our staff, you know, here's an insight into our back office, <laughs> you know, behind the scenes listeners, dear yes. listeners. And um, we talk about this in staff meetings about how we see because of our experience, we see the freedom that is on the other side of clutter for people. Absolutely. But they don't always see that freedom. They see all their stuff, like, and they can't see the big, you know, beyond that. And it is trying to find that key for those, for each individual unique person that we serve. What is the key that will, that we can help them to discover that they can see beyond the clutter Mm. and they can see the freedom that we keep talking about and they know they want they just can't see how it is that they could possibly achieve that that's it and for each person that key is slightly different Mm -hmm. for me it was going I'm going to have a family one day and I want to have 
as much time possible with them with them when it comes to that point so I want to start making some changes in my life for every single person they're going to have a different reason for some people it'll be overwhelmed for some people it'll be literally one day they can't find the toothbrush and they're like I need to change something for every single person what is going to get them from that place of going no I really want those shorts to you know what I want the freedom that comes on the other side of those shorts everybody's going to be a little bit different there's actually an amazing quote um let me see if I can remember how it goes I don't give a fig for the simplicity on this side of complexity I will give my life for the simplicity on the other side of complexity yeah we're gonna put that in the show notes people because I think that's one that you need to mull on it's like a quote that is like a butter menthol you need to put it in your mouth and just suck on it for a bit and let it rattle around and get all the different notes and flavors yeah Yeah. that's awesome yeah Yeah. so it's it's like those moments when all of our team will know this and our clients who've been with us will know this that chaos halfway through a session where the tupperware drawer is on the floor at the same time as half of the alcohol and the wine glasses from up there and then half of the I know the potatoes and the onions as well and you're slowly changing every single cupboard in the kitchen and everything's everywhere and we go you know what I think now's a good time to stop and have some lunch and they're like how are we going to get there but we've got to get to the simplicity on the other side it gets messier before it gets better and that is just I think that's the way we learn so much in life and I think that's the way we grow it gets messier before it gets better and you have to allow yourself and we have to allow ourselves and in our relationships and in our process and in our growth, you have to allow yourself and the things to get messy and just choose, like I said earlier, to be okay with that season, knowing that the simplicity on the other side of complexity will be worth your whole life. Yes. Do you have a review for us? I do. It says me. I'm an R. Clearly, when we asked for people with R's in their names to do a review. So it's a five-star review from Apple Podcast in the US um, and it's Mum of Four Midwest. It says, thank you so much for being a bright spot in my week, ladies. I found you during the first weeks of lockdown here in the US when I was going mad being in my house with all the stuff and all of my family. I'm not a natural tidying type, but marriage has brought me to a new level of trying to keep our house organized so my husband feels more comfortable. She must be married to Simon as well. Uh, This is his space too. And as much as I fume in my head sometimes about picking up the living room for the third time that day, four kids playing in our house all day, I honestly do like the house better when it's tidy too. She must be Kirsty. (laughs) So cheers to you ladies for being my company when I pop in my earbuds to tidy. Some days that is the only alone time I can manage. And you make it fun. So thank you a million times over. Love from the US, Renee. So lovely. I think maybe today it's a leave a review if you are also the eldest of five siblings. Yeah. I feel like that's apt. And as we say each time, if you are the eldest of five siblings, don't wait. Don't think, oh, yeah, I'll get back to that later. Open up Apple Podcasts, leave us a review right now, even if it's just a five-star review and you don't have time to write a review, um, anything helps us reach new people. 
The other thing I wanted to mention, because Marion mentioned that when we were chatting, chatting um, about micro declutters, and we have rebooted our weekly emails. So head on over, if you're not already signed up to our weekly emails, head on over to our website, a pop-up will come up, because in our weekly emails, we are doing a micro challenge um, and encouraging you all by giving you one small, small area of your home to declutter and then encouraging you all to post that in our Facebook group or do it in an Insta story and hashtag micro challenge um, and the art of decluttering because we would love to cheer you on in your micro declutter. And like Marion said, um, doing micro declutters do add up and it can help reduce your years of decluttering um, into a shorter time frame. <laughs> so head on over to our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au to sign up there. Marion, it has been such a joy and a pleasure. We really could just keep chatting because you've got so much gold to share. But mm-hmm. um, thank you so much, not only for sharing today, but for being a trusted part of our team that we can send out to look after our clients and we love you we do thanks guys my absolute pleasure it was great chatting with you too see you next week see you next week peeps bye thanks for joining us if you've learned something awesome today we'd love you to leave us a review on itunes or facebook so others can find our podcast too don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website artofdecluttering.com.au So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.